This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. How's it going? It's going pretty good, John. How about you? It's not too bad. What do you got on tap for us tonight? On tap is a pretty good way to describe things, because we're talking about moonshine. Awesome. That, you mean the illegal liquor thing? <laughs> yes. Both the illegal liquor thing and the actual shine of the moon. Because this is this is not just about um, bootleggers. It's about werewolves as well. Because this is a title that is, is a, both a, a pun and an actual description of what the series is about. Because it's coming from the creative team of Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. Now, long-time reader, readers and listeners will know that I think these guys are a really good team together. And they've ter- they turned out some really good comics together as well. Most specifically, um, 100 Bullets. story about... Um, that is, on one hand, it's about like you know, what happens when ordinary people get the chance to extract vengeance upon you know the people that they've been that have done wrong upon them. But it's also about just you know like a story. It's also sure about like America and its origins. But um, they've also done like like other series together as well, like including a stint on it's like on Batman. It's like and um, oh what. It's like what else? Oh, and Space Man, their science fiction series through Vertigo as well. But you know, it's like whenever you see like like Azrael and Russo together, you think that hey, you know, this is gonna be like, like comics gold and all. But you know, that's not quite the case because you know their story, um, their their Batman story, um, was you know was interesting, but you know maybe not kind of the uh, like the uh, instant classic we were expecting. And um, Spaceman suffered from the fact that, um, well, it's like, you know, Azarello, it's like he was, he's had a, 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 a feeling about, a particular feeling about vernacular. And so he's like, about how it sounds and how it's meant to play out. And it's like, when, um, like in reading this, it's, you just read this and think, like, oh, wow. It's like he's trying to like, tell you how like future slang is going to sound. And it's just kind of like more annoying than ingratiating. So much as it's like, well, much as I like the idea, of like a new, um, like Azarello Risso, um, like series together, I have to realize that you know, me, it's not quite as good as I'd say as a uh, as a team up from say, like, you know, Karen Gallen and um, Jimmy McKelvey or um, or Garth Ennis. Or even like in late sea villain, or like, or like the current Goran Parlov. So it's like it's like, so when it's like with when it comes to like Moonshine, and you tell me that that um they're te- that Azarello and Russo are teaming up together again, it's like well yeah I'm gonna want to read it, but at the same time, maybe it's not quite um like the home run that I was expecting, and also it's like I'm teaming with um you know. Like knowledge of like you know past, like of a uh, past of current knowledge speaking against the future here because moonshine, like well it's both a, uh, it's Cyrus is both a um, it's both a pun and description of what the series is because it's about a, uh, it's about like a group group of leggers who have made some made made some hooch in um year of our lord nineteen twenty nine that is so great. That um, it's attracted the the uh, the attention of some boot of some mobsters in New York, 
specifically um, like Joe Masseria, um, who basically figures like, hey, you know, I this is like this pooch they've got is like the future of like like of illegal booze in our day. So I'm going to send my man, um, handsome, um, Joe Perlo down to um down to Virginia to like um shake things out. And that's basically the first volume. So you see all about you know hands like um handsome Lou, um going like um trying to uh, like set, broker a deal between the bootleggers, um headed by the uh, by the patriarch, um uh Hiram Holt, to uh, like just just as they set up a uh, like this like this like this um bootlegging bootlegging deal. But the thing is like Holt figures like he's at his um. Like his deal is like, in terms of like selling hooch, is like it's pretty, it's pretty swell as it is and all. And he doesn't want to like really want to uh, deal with these um like mobsters or these up uppity types from New York. Now Lou is kind of caught in between you know this sentiment and the feeling of his boss. So and this is why he probably spends most of the time just like getting completely blasted on the uh, all the hooch available to him. That is provided by the, uh, it's like the, uh, like whole, like the whole kids, some of whom actually want to make a strike a deal with, um, with him, with Massasaria via Perlo, and also, um, others who just, you know, like want to, uh, and just like, like stake out their own claim to this, like, this bootlegging business. Well, the first volume is, uh, the first one is like it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of all right for the most part in terms of like um like setting up like you know all the major players like you know Perlo, um Holt also like Holt's um like adopted children um Tempest who like you know wants out of this um backwater bird more than anything else and um her it's like her brother it's like her brother Enos who is like I got it's like enthralled to uh to Holt in his like in his demands, but also the fact that well, it's like you know, like, like Perlo is just like you know, just like you know, at the uh, like this is dealing with also like uh, these uh, demands like like what his what his boss wants, what the people he's trying to negotiate want, and also the uh, like the African Americans who also who one one of whom he falls in love with, um, Delia, like you know what she wants as well. So he's just like dealing with all these, um, like all these, like demands of all these masters, and it's and this first in this first volume is just kind of like, it's you know it, it's more like surface uh, appeal than anything else. Just the idea that you know it's showing you the story of a man who is like you know enthralled to many masters, and like, you know what does he do in order to get away from them? It's like and yeah, you know, it's like if you. Paying attention so far, you know, like, hey, I, there's like the mop with the monsters demand, what this with the, like, the hillbillies demand, and you know, there's also what the uh, the curse that some of these people are enthralled to demand because you know, moonshine, you know, we're not talking about the booze, we're talking about werewolves as well. So, but it's because it's all about werewolves, like, and booze, it's like, and all the uh, bad things that come, come when like, you know, when people get in between getting between them and as far as the series goes you know it's like it's it's not bad it's like you know i kind of expressed um 
like my sentiments in the first volume that you know hey if um Azrael and Russell decided like you know hey the series isn't working then just go ahead and like you know call them pull them call them all again to decide you know another like another series about you know what's going to turn out when um you know like hey you know when they talk about like you know like the stuff that interests interest them but they didn't in fact they stuck through this series for 28 whole issues in five volumes and the thing is this series it's more of a entertaining surface than anything else because after the first volume when um lou gets turned to a werewolf you know big surprise and all because you know it's called moonshine it's about werewolves well it's like you know he gets um he also has to deal with the uh like like with who who capture him and then i turn turn him into a chain gang as well it's like and and there's like like and there's some fun there's some fun stuff as well it's like showing like you know how lou has to deal with like you know the uh the people who resent him on this chain gang, but also just weapons when he yes has to deal with like you know dealing with a snake bite, a poisonous snake bite by Copperhead when he grabs a snake when he's sent out to grab a uh, like a dead guy, and also just like when he when he like you know comes back to life as a result of that because you know hey he's a like he's an undying werewolf and all, and then but and he's also able to use this in order to um, you know, get a drink for like a member of his chain gang who is just you know unable to like you know work on the uh like it's like on the same level that he that he is you know it's it's fun like you know seeing seeing how he deals with this but at the same time you know it's like when the uh, full moon comes out then you know lou is just kind of like you know like at the mercy of just you know like what the what like you know what he has to do when the moon when the moon comes out and like you know people die and all it's like that kind of thing and that's kind of how the series goes it's like like you know lou is just like you know he's like a like a, a lobster who just like is has to deal with what the uh um it's like what it's like what the um, whims of the moon have to offer him but at the same time there's not really a lot of like like a specific world building in terms of you know what what these like what that rules the werewolf of uh, the werewolf floor are here i mean yeah we get the idea like, hey, yeah, when the, when the um, full moon comes out, yeah, Lou has to turn to a werewolf. We get that. And there's also like bits later on when he finds out that, oh, you know, he's vulnerable to a silver bullet and all because, you know, he kind of lets that slip as well, as it turns out. But, you know, in terms of like, like storytelling and, and world building, like Moonshine just kind of exists on a surface level. Just the idea that, hey, you know, like, if you want to see it, entertaining like 19 like um late 1920s like changing story then hey volume two has you covered when um you, if you want to see like a uh like how this like era like interacts with the uh like with vo like with voodoo and like you know african-american um it's like um like ma like a ma magic magic stuff then hey volume three rue jura um has had you covered as well in fact rue jura also has you has a has probably the best example of you know the surface appeal of the series. This is when um like Lou like when he's made it to um like New Orleans like and he's able to like hook up with his um girl Delia like but he also has to like you know get some money as well and we learn we see like a couple pages like of him just you know like getting like um like um 
working over some some gamblers in the back alleys, but also then, you know, like earning enough money to uh, it's like to uh, like make him make him present presentable in the uh, like in the high high roller um, gam gamblers of, like of the like, of the area as well. Like it's it's not presented in a uh, it's like in a logical way, but it's presented in a very generally stylistic way as a troll that you know, like Lou Lou just has to make that you know these these gamblers like you know like enjoy losing their money and it's one it's a it's a sequence where you get what's going on it's like and it's like it plays out pr like pretty well even to the point where like he um um makes nice with um Delia's quasi ex-boyfriend um John Baptiste who also has his own ideas of what he wants to do with this um guy who is also a, were a werewolf and it's like, and that's kind of like volume three. It's just dealing with like, you know, like the, uh, like, like the voodoo, like voodoo versus like, you know, like where werewolf stuff, like in the, uh, like, it's like in the story as well. And then volume five um, deals with, uh, it's like, uh, what is it? The, with the angel's share. It's like with, also like uh, has um, Ezrello, um like decompressing, like digressing to um Elliot Ness's um ill-fated um like uh like hunt for the torso ki torso killer which on one hand is very it's still in a very like simplistic way like in terms of, like after um after Lou like finds himself like a member of the uh um uh was it the home the home the homeless camps like on the Cle on on like on the Cleveland shores and um, like in him, and like he's just kind of like just trying trying to figure out, you know, what does he want to do? How does he want to manage his um, where like his werewolf curse in this like in the storyline? But also, there's Tempest, who is the uh, adopted um, adopted daughter of Hiram Holt, the bootlegger, and she's just been wanting to like, get out of um the Appalachian um like hole like um hole that she's been in like for all these years. And um, it's like in um, Volume Four, she kind of shows you how you how she finally manages to do that by um hooking up with um Lou's former boss, um Joe Masseria, and like you know she just kind of wants to uh, first she wants to kill him because uh, she's the guy who killed her he's the guy who killed her adopted father, but then when he realizes that you know hey she he can like that Joe can get um Tempest you know like a big you know singing gig. Like on Broadway, well, she's you know less inclined to uh, like to do that as well. But all this stuff, like, you know, comes like is just becomes part of the it's like part of the main part of the story, part of the like part of the plot when we get to the final volume, the well, because you know the uh, the angel share basically. If you're not familiar with with like the story of like Elliot Ness and his hunt for the torso killer, I recommend. Um, Bendis and um, Mark and Draco's um, a graphic novel torso because that's a much more engrossing, thinking, compelling take on the Tons of the Torso Killer, even though this story involves um, it's like involves actual werewolves and a guy named um, No Balls Tony because you know he's got no balls, but um, so but um, basically, what I want to say is like. Everything involving Moonshine up to this point, like, is basically 
it's all about a surface. You know, it's it's all about style. It's like you know, just like looking like looking cool and just like you know, involving like you know, sequences that you know, just like play like play nice on the surface level rather than offering you know, like any actual depth to them in terms of like you know, actual storytelling, you know, long term plotting, or even world building because you know, in terms of like a series is basically like the, the traits on werewolves. Well, it basically relies a lot on just you know what you know about them, the general knowledge of werewolves. Because the series isn't about to change your opinion on, on them one one way or another. Especially with um volume five, um the final volume, the well, which you know in term, terms like you know you know five like like uh like final finding out volume stuff well on one hand it, it involves um like you know like tempest you know just like wanting to protect her what she's um got together with lou like even as like her um her own family comes um comes back to new york to uh like to settle settle the score after they think that um you know their that um their their patriarch joe or sorry Hiram is still alive, and turns out he is. How do they know that? That's because uh, Handsome Lou told them that, like that he, that he was. And um, Lou, as he is, he's haunted by by ghosts. He's haunted by ghost ghost of his dead little sister. He's talking about the, the ghost of um, Tempest's brother um, Enos, who is also a werewolf. He's haunted by the death of his former associate Fat Tony. It's also haunted by um, by um, Stannis, the uh, actual um, like torso killer of uh, like uh, of Cleveland. And in terms of like you know everything like you know coming together, well, this volume doesn't quite do that. Like on one hand, it does involve um, Lou, you know, I setting things up so that the uh, like so that the uh, the hillbillies, like, including um Tempest's, like um Doctor Brother Fry, like you know has a reason to come back and get, get and save his save his sister, like and his, like and his and his dad as well, but also um with Lou um trying to uh like you know make things right with um his his old boss Joe as well, even though at this point like you'd think that you know everything he's done at this point would just like kind of send him like a bit up river. But it hasn't, and like uh, so, he's like trying to uh, make things right. And even as like we get like you know, like long like invested stories like um, Delia uh, com like, coming back to like maybe even help like you know Joe um, settle things. It uh, it doesn't quite quite work out that way. It's like this is a series that's basically all about um, actually it's serious. It's all about the surface element. It's all about you know, like, like what's going on on the top of things. Like, volume one is about you know, like bootleggers and werewolves. Volume two is about like uh, the, uh, the prison chain gang story. Volume three is about the uh, like the voot, like the, the approach of voodoo into this story. It's like volume four is about like Elliot Ness and like the uh, how the torso, how he is like legendary torso hunter, the torso killer. Works in the story, and this one, you know, sure, it's all about um, like Lou coming back to New York and trying to like make things work work out between 
him and his old like mob guys, but mob buddies. But in the end, it's really just you know like hey, it's like it's mobsters versus werewolves versus mobsters versus like guilt and recrimination. And you know, is it good? I don't know. It's like it's. I think the series is basically more one for the converted for the anything else. It's like if you liked Azarello and Risso's um, storytelling, like over the years, then yeah, I think you gotta appreciate what they've done on display here. But if you're not on, if, if you're not familiar with it, if you're not on board with what they've done with, like, say, Wonder Bullet specifically and its stylistic, its exquisite stylistic excess of the series, that series displayed, then you're probably not gonna be um, all that impressed with what they've got here. It's like, it's, Moonshine isn't a bad series, but it's definitely one for the converted. It's like, if you're not on board with, with uh, Azurel Universal's style, like, prior to this series, and you're probably just going to look at this and go, man, this is kind of like, all right, or just mediocre for like a better term. I don't know. John, um, yeah. what do you think about all this? Uh, I mean, interesting concept, but I don't know. Um, I'll go with your recommendation on this. Um, yeah, that you said the convergence. Well, well, maybe not for me per se. So. This is fair. Mm, yep, absolutely. So, you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, I got some things in mind. So, it's either going to be um, the last annihilation mini event at Marvel or um, like um, Raw Hero um, from Prison School author Akira Hiramoto. It's probably going to be the, uh, the former rather than the latter, but either way, one of these things is going to be talked about next time. All right. Well, hey, that's great. And we'll catch you on next time on Comic Picks by the Book. All right. Later, everyone. Bye.